0: Welcome to the OETA Movie Club Podcast. My name is Jeff Moreva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing pretty good today. How are you doing? I'm not bad. It's a good day for a podcast. It (laughs) is a good day. We're in a nice, cool studio. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a great place to work. Yeah. And be alive. To be alive. (laughs) And on the air. And on the air. Yes. so for those of you who don't know this is our movie club podcast we come to you each week we discuss our upcoming movies for the oeta movie club which right. airs on oeta nine o'clock saturday nights, saturday nights saturday at nine night. o'clock and uh, we repeat the following fridays at 11. and um, so this week we've got a double feature one movie right after the other the first one starts at nine the second one starts immediately following that and it is inherit the wind and Lilies of the Field. Ooh, two good ones. Two good ones.
1: Two uh, movies with uh, titles that come from the Bible. Come from the Bible. Yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah. Um, but they're not biblical films. They're right? not they're biblical not. films. No. There's no Charlton Heston <laughs> in, in, this, in this this week. Um, yeah, the, the title from Inherit the Wind comes from the book of Proverbs 1129. He that trebeth. He, let me see if I yeah, can actually read you this. Go. <laughs> he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the
1: wind. We'll get Charlton Heston in to say it, yeah, right? That's the right. Overdub. That's right. And then, um, yeah, so... Lilies of the Field is from the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on
0: the Mount. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so, yeah, two biblical titles that have nothing to do with the Bible. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, let's start with Inherit with the Wind. Yeah. Um, why don't you set this up for people? Let them know what this movie's about. Well,
1: it's based on a real uh, historical event, right? The um, the Scopes, what well, they called Monkey Trial, yep, in Dayton, uh, Indiana. Indiana? Yeah, maybe. The, well, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> have to look that up. Um, yeah, that uh, you know, it's evolution, teaching evolution in the classroom. Uh, uh, was the hot topic and um, they found a, they were looking for a test case Um, in in real life. They were looking for a a test case to, so that they could try this and, and uh, because there's so much controversy on whether or not this should be taught in the classroom. Right. Um, Darwin's theory of evolution. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, this, but you know, you've got all these great actors. Oh, yeah. That. Were signed on by director Stanley Kramer for this film. Yes, uh, Frederick
0: March, um, Spencer Tracy. um, I mean, you've got Gene Kelly Mm -hmm. in a non musical role. Right. um, Which uh, Stanley Kramer did that a lot. Yeah, he did do that a lot. Um, What's funny is when Stanley Kramer offered the role to Gene Kelly, he told the way he got. Fred Gene Kelly to sign on because I think Gene <laughs> Kelly didn't want to do it at first. Uh-huh. But he said, "Well, your co-stars will be Frederick March and Trencher Space and Trench. Spencer wow. Tracy? Spencer Tracy, not <laughs> Trencher Spacey. <laughs> um, yeah, Spencer Tracy. And uh, and then, of course, Gene Kelly changed his mind, wanting to be in a movie with those. Right. But it was a very risky move for Kramer because he had not yet actually gotten March or Tracy to participate.
1: Uh-huh. Um, very risky. Very risky move. <laughs> right. And uh, Gene Kelly, you know. Not the most forgiving guy, uh, <laughs> right. you know. If right. he if he didn't know about that, you know. But this is something that uh, happened a lot. You know, the the, the stars themselves are fans right. of each other's work many times. Yes. And so, like uh, on the uh, the summation uh, speech that Spencer Tracy gives at the end when they shot that, they did that in one take. They did yeah. that and he did it in one take. And uh, like a young Burt Reynolds was filming something, uh, you know, uh, probably an episode of Gunsmoke, yeah. on the on the on the same lot, and heard that they were shooting that that day, so he comes over to watch. Uh, he was a big Spencer Tracy fan. Yeah, um, Gene Kelly said um, when he uh, uh, that. He learned a lot from Frederick March, a lot of you know technical acting things from Frederick March, but he didn't learn anything from Spencer Tracy because he said it was quote magic yeah that when uh, you know you just sit there and watch in awe as Spencer Tracy delivered his lines as he performed uh, his scenes yeah. and uh, you know apparently there were the the studio. Usually is is not a very uh, open place for, right. uh, for visitors, but um, you know when you're Gene Kelly or Burt Reynolds or you know you could yeah. probably come in and sit in and watch.
0: Yeah. Well, they they said that they had to like bust a couple takes because some of the extras and some of the other actors would come in just yeah. to watch Spencer trick. Why, why can I not say his name today? Spencer <laughs> Tracy. Mr. Tanya, um, Mr. 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 Lips. Mr. Tracy. we call him Mr. Tracy. Um, but yeah, they came in to watch him and Frederick Mart's performance and like applauded before the scene was finished because they were just so mesmerized by their performance. Oh, um, the
1: director must have been oh, yeah. fit to be tied. You get this beautiful performance yeah. and you can't use it because... It's yeah. yeah, not
0: good. Um, so we were talking about Stanley Kramer doing this a lot with musical stars. So here's the list. Mm-hmm. He did it with this with Gene Kelly with this film. Uh huh. Fred Astaire in On the Beach, a
1: nuclear war film. A nuclear war right. film. A post-apocalypse.
0: And Judy Garland in Judgment at Nuremberg, and she's great in that. And she is great in that. So Spencer Tracy's so yeah. in that too. Yeah. So and yeah. he does so. a scene
1: with uh, William Shatner.
0: It's yes, really odd. It is odd to see, you know, I William think, Shatter um, there
1: with Spencer Tracy. If I
0: remember right, I think Spencer Tracy's the last. His last three films were all directed by Stanley Kramer. Uh huh. I believe. Yeah. Uh, um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and Judgment at Nuremberg, and uh,
1: Porky's Two. I believe. I, of course, of
0: course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was something Stanley Kramer did on a regular basis: was take these music, musical actors, and put them in very
1: serious roles. Uh-huh. Well, Mm and he used a lot of TV people too. Yeah. Um, Now, like in Judgment at Nuremberg, uh, Spencer Tracy. uh, I think his housekeeper, his German housekeeper, is played by the woman who used to play Mrs. Olson on the Folgers commercials. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And William Shatner, who who was doing like Twilight Zone at the time. Yeah. But of course, you know, became famous as Captain Kirk. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk
0: about Back to the Future real quick. Oh, yeah? Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. Me too. Um, the Hillsborough County Courthouse is the same building as the Hill Valley Courthouse in Back to the Future. Right. From this film. So, and yeah.
1: you've been there.
0: You've seen it. I've seen it on the Universal lot in, in L.A. Yeah, Right. Anybody
1: yeah. that takes the uh, Universal Studios tour goes right through that little uh, the town square. Yep. And it's in lots of, you know, it's like Twilight Zone episodes. Um, oh yeah. uh, it was used in the Sting, um, and uh, several episodes of uh, The Dukes of Hazard. Yes, of course. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I love I love Back to the Future. So I love it when, you know, any film when they do that when they, you know, use other sets from other s- movies. Right. And, you know, I just think that's so cool. Um, we were talking about TV actors he uses a lot of TV actors this is Dick York's final feature film um, he did go he went into a career in television right. Twilight Zone uh-huh. and then of course his best known role Bewitched right So he's the first
1: husband the first he, he got really really sick and, or like MS or something I yeah. think. and so they had to recast with Dick Sargent um, but yeah he's uh, he gave up a film career for television
0: yeah um, so the original Broadway production of this, of Inherit the Wind, um, was opened at the National Theater, mm-hmm. 1955, ran for 806 performances. That's a lot. That's quite a bit. Um, had George C. Scott and Christopher Plummer in it. Mm-hmm. It was a great cast. Yeah. That would have been a great cast. Yeah. That would have been fun to see.
1: Well, it went through several different um, uh, casts. Uh, casting. I mean, it was, it was ran so long. Yeah, a lot of Broadway plays do this. You know, they they have, you know, and you go there with a ticket thinking, "Hey, I'm going to see Angela Lansbury tonight." <laughs> right. And it's, "Oh, uh, sorry, it's Florence Henderson tonight." Yeah, you go, what? Wait,
0: Are you me kidding me? <laughs> yeah, there was also um, Ed Begley, uh-huh. um, Brian Dennehy, Tony Randall. Tony Randall played the reporter. Played, played Hornbeck. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Yeah,
0: I mean. There were some big names.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, Melvin Douglas, Ed Begley, of course, you said uh, Charles Durning, George C. Scott, uh, Brian Dennehy. uh, Charles Durning. Yeah. I think uh, he played um, Darrow. Yeah. In that. And with uh, George C. Scott as the uh, uh, William Jennings Bryant character, or uh, uh, I can't remember what the character's name is, but yeah. Yeah. it had a lot of uh, great actors that were able to. It had such a long run, eight hundred performances. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that's an awesome run for Broadway. Um, yeah, um, you know it's. What's funny is um, I read I was reading that the real life John Thomas Scopes, which we were talking to before this podcast started about the movie poster for this. Uh huh. Um, so. This movie poster, if if you haven't seen it, look it up because it's pretty funny. Google it;
1: um,
0: it makes this movie look like a comedy. Right? There's like flying monkeys on the poster, <laughs> and like inherit the words "inherit the wind" are real small up in the corner, and
1: um, yeah, it looks like uh, monkey's uncle or something. Is right. what we're but uh, obviously based on a very very serious
0: trial uh-huh. um, um, for John John Thomas Scopes and everything. Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just I don't know, just But the movie poster
1: is pretty hilarious. Um, Now, of course, you know, we talked about uh, in this film, there's a lot of television actors, right? There's Harry Morgan, who is, you know, in Dragnet, several other series, and then M.A.S.H., uh, Colonel Potter. uh, There's um, uh, Martin Fell. Yeah, uh, Norman Fell. Norman Fell, who was uh, Mr. Roper on Three's Company. Right. He's in The Graduate. Uh, remember, he plays yeah. the uh, landlord that kicks Dustin Hoffman uh, yeah. out of out of his apartment. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Claude Akins, who was uh, he was uh, a short a short series in the seventies called Moving On. Moving right? On, right? You because know, yeah. it was such a great song. Yeah. and then um, uh, he was in B.J. the Bear, I think. Um, and then Noah Berry Jr., which most people will remember from the Rockford Files. He was uh, um, uh, rock. Rock? In that. Yeah? Yeah. I think. <laughs> it's I think. been so
0: long. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Great memory. Great memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A senior moment here for me. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Um, there's a lot more we could talk about in, with Inherit the Wind, but we've got to move on to Lilies of the Field. Oh, that's right. We're going to run out of time it's if we don't. It's a double feature, after all. It's a double feature. 1963's Lilies of the Field. Lilies of the Field, great movie with Sidney Poitier. Um, he won the best actor for yeah. this. First African-American to ever win it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, now he, that uh, he he said. You his performance. Uh, you know, he was grateful to have the award, of course. And, right. Uh, but uh, he said... Uh, that whatever satisfaction that he had was really was undercut by the idea that uh it wasn't because Hollywood had been become so enlightened it was uh because he was being treated as Hollywood's token African American you know yeah. I, I guess that
0: would haunt you you know poor. it would i guess yeah you would you would wonder you know but I mean it's a well-deserved Oscar yes this I mean his character in this is great
1: you know his acting is great in everything that he does before that Um, it was um, the actress that played Mammy in Gone with the Wind yeah she had won the best supporting actress right but um, yeah Sidney Poitier was uh, the first to win for best actor right I, I don't know who's the best actress
0: I don't know. Lily Escala was nominated. This was her only nominated performance. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was for actress or supporting actress. Probably supporting, I would yeah. guess. Um, well, and, you know, all this was shot in 14 days. 14 days in Tucson, Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, but the church doors borrowed from a chapel in Sasabi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh-huh. Arizona, Sasabi, Sasabi, whatever, however you say it. Uh, yeah. And uh, That sounds good to me. It sounds good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, this was like, this must have been a crazy build for the crew because- um, the story's action is all tied to the chapel's construction uh-huh. um, so a crew had to work through the night every night for those 14 days to keep up with the progress of the film
1: that it was supposed well, to be in the film that right. it was supposed to that was, yeah. the progress that it
0: was having in the film and, and everything and the actual building was, was completely real could have stood for decades if it wanted to but because but. Um, the prep, the, they built it on rented property they <laughs> demolished it as soon as the film was done Aww. yeah Somebody so, could have
1: used a church. Exactly. Yeah. You know, lots of communities that could have used a church. Could have, they could have dismantled it, it and taken it you would someplace. Think so.
0: Yeah, you would think so. It's a waste. It is. I, I hate to see that. Yeah. Um, Sidney Portier actually gave up his usual, usual salary for this movie, um, agreed to do the film for a smaller amount and a percentage of the profits. Um, Which is
1: probably the better deal. It's probably the better deal. It um, has A lot of actors
0: do that. You yeah, know, it may
1: not have made a dime at the at the box office, right? Right. But it, it you know, over decades, it yeah. certainly has turned a profit. Oh, yeah. you know,
0: since then. And you sadly, know. we lost Sidney Poitier. What just last year? Oh, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Pretty recently. Um,
1: yeah. Until then, he. Uh, so it was Maximilian Schell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2014. Was like he was the earliest recipient of the Best Actor the oldest Oscar. surviving, yeah. And then uh, it was Sidney Poitier, right? He won in '64. Um, so when Poitier died in last year, last year, yeah. uh, the title then passed to Gene Hackman, who won for The French Connection in 1972. I looked it up. I looked it up. Good, <laughs> good job.
0: Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, hopefully nothing happens to Gene. Happen yeah, time let's soon. hope for a long, healthy uh, life for him. Uh, I thought it was really funny. I read that the large wagon driven by Homer in this movie is a 1959 Plymouth Sports Suburban. <laughs> yeah. I love Have you had one of those? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean they're probably very valuable today by, by I mean nineteen fifty nine that's a classic now. Yeah. <laughs> classic suburban. Now sport you've got, suburban.
1: Sport suburban well, support, it's sporty, it's at, sporty least, at, least, right? at least.
0: That's right. Now you
1: said it was uh the, the church it was built on um rented land, right? It was, yeah. You know who they rented it from? Uh I, I, yeah, I've forgotten now. I read it. Linda, Linda Ronstadt's, Ronstadt's father. Yeah,
0: that's right. Wow. So yeah, it's a small world. It's a small world. They apparently didn't have a art director. Uh-huh. The the, the uh, property really? master, the the props guy uh-huh. ended up being the art director during the film. <laughs> and apparently there was no continuity the 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 inside scenes um of the nuns abode um like the table and chairs move constantly. The the <laughs> painting on the wall moves. What? Uh, yeah, no continuity director, no continuity. Well, it was um, made in
1: 14 days. 14, that's pretty quick. And they are building the set every night as they're going. Yeah.
0: So you know they got to be taking down stuff and moving stuff
1: to build these sets and, this and everything. This is crazy. That's, that's crazy. And, and to get two Academy Award uh, performances out of this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then the director, Ralph Nelson, he's actually got a pretty sizable cameo, um, but he didn't give himself a credit for it. He plays Mr. Ashton.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: So, but, uh but Well, as yeah. fast as
1: they're moving, he didn't have time to cast it, so he's like, <laughs> exactly. well, I'll well, give it. me the script.
0: I'll do it. Um, yeah. So notice. See if you notice any of these continuity uh, discrepancies, right. and, and and see what you think. Leave a comment. I noticed in the, a couple uh, of them. Really, in the notes below. Yeah, I I thought a couple of them were pretty obvious. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's Like, wait a minute. That that painting was on the wall five feet over last time. Uh, um, wait a second. What wait a, wait a minute. No. Um, so. I was just talking about Ralph Nelson, the director. Yeah, he was the principal driving force in getting that, getting the NBC TV movie of the week to um, do a, another produced um, show of this same story. Yeah, um, it was called Christmas Lilies of the Field, 1979, starring Billy D. Williams as Homer and um, Maria Shell as Mother Maria and uh, that sounds like typecasting but uh-huh. uh your name is maria right? you got the You're job in. Um, the film was planned as to be a pilot for a season they were going to uh-huh. do a series of this um but unfortunately the made for tv movie did not uh, get the ratings that they were expecting do so well and so it got canceled
1: do you remember the the uh well, the the movie of the week. I, I remember the NBC having
0: the movie of the week. That graphic that would yes. play at the beginning, the yeah. music
1: that would go with that, and you know, at, at I think towards the end, they were just. Showing old episodes of Macmillan and Wife and stuff, you know. It was like. <laughs> Edited together to make it
0: Movie Link. Yeah. No, that ran well into the 80s. I remember the Movie yeah. of the Week, yeah, as a, as a kid. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it was a big deal it when it first started, deal. but
1: uh, kind of
0: died a ignominious death. That's right. But we've been doing the Movie of the Week on PBS, yes. on OETA, since 1988. Years? That's 1988. Right. This is our 35th year on the air. You were here that first night, weren't you? I was. I was. Uh, no, I was not. <laughs> um, I started on the 10th anniversary, though. My my very first taping of Movie Club was the 10th anniversary oh, wow. show uh, with BJ Wexler, and I got to like we uh, we did this whole bit where we took the old set while BJ Wexler was sitting there on camera talking. The old set moved out from behind him, <laughs> and the new set rolled in behind him. And, so uh, what was and then the he first? Like a little wait, wait a minute, what? what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was that was my first gig at OETA. That was my first my starting day. Now the original set was what? The original set was made to look like a, bo- a blockbuster. Basically, uh-huh. um, it was made to look like a video rental store. Store. Um, it was a single wall. Um, it was 3D painted um, to look like. Really? Okay. It, yeah. Um, it did not look that great <laughs> by today's standards, anyway. Eighty <laughs> yeah. standards, it looks pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, and then in the um, uh, early '90s, they redid the open, and they actually went to a blockbuster store oh. and they shot an open of BJ going around the store, taking these classic movies off the shelf and carrying them around with him until he had a huge stack that was like up <laughs> over his head, and he was struggling to to carry all these movies. And uh, and then he comes and he sits down on the set, set and he puts one in the VCR and hits play and then the movie would start. And um, so, yeah, and then the next set um, was a basement scene um, where wow. yeah, there was a... Shelf on the wall um, that held VHS tapes, uh-huh. um, and then eventually we swapped it out, and they held DVDs. <laughs> and now, of course, everything's streaming, so we have nothing on the new set.
1: Nothing on the wall. <laughs>
0: we have posters. On we have the wall. posters. We have yeah. posters. Um,
1: well, we still have part of the the original set. The we the do. little uh, the bar that we sit at yes. sometimes yeah. is from the. It was from the video store. It was set. from the
0: video, It was from the original 1988 set. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that was the that was the location on the first set was him sitting at that bar in yeah. front of that 3D painted wall, and uh, he didn't
1: get up or move he around. He didn't or, get up move
0: no. or move around and nothing. He had to sit in a really uncomfortable chair and watch an entire two hour movie <laughs> sitting at that bar. <laughs> he uh, didn't
1: uh, he didn't have to put tapes back in the shelf or no, uh, didn't have to do any charge that. anybody late fees. Or and for
0: for I'm going to run some of the movie ma- TV magic for you, but you know we taped
1: the <laughs> movie he, club. Um, back then when it started in
0: 1988,
1: really? it was oh. live. Yeah. It was live. I was, I was actually just telling uh, two of our production assistants t- this, this afternoon about this. And they were like, what? It used to be live. Yep. What was I mean? You what time would you get out? Oh my goodness! We used to show two movies every
0: like today's this week's a double uh-huh. feature, um, but used to every one, Saturday night was a double feature. There was always <laughs> two movies, so the crew would come in at around eight p.m. Uh, get everything ready. On the show Saturday. would start at nine on Saturday night, and then they would get out at one a.m. one thirty eight. Wow! Know, and you know, God forbid, you had a greatest story ever told movie or,
1: (laughs) you know, or some three or four hour movie.
0: (laughs) You were just like, oh, man, I'm going to get home at 4 a.m., you know.
1: When I started this, you know, when I uh, uh, started the movie club, um, my girlfriend's sister said, oh, you don't want him to take that job, do you? She says, he'll, I mean... Saturday nights he's always tied up and he'll, he'll be coming in late all, you know, we just laugh you know, because oh <laughs> we right. taped that. tape that. But uh, they used to do it for real back then.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that is all the time we have. Um, I want to say thank you real quick to Trinity Cook, who sent in a great celebrity photo of Lash LaRue.
1: That Um, was a great one.
0: That was a great story, great photo. Um, And we love to get those stories. Yes, we do. So if you have a celebrity photo of you and a famous celebrity, um, please send it to us. You'll hear a tag at the end of this podcast with an email address and a physical address if you need to send in the photos. And um, uh, yeah, so we have a great one with Mm Lash LaRue for this week. And, uh, yeah, we love getting those. And, yeah, please include a story. That just makes it so much better. brings it alive. It does. So, um, all right. Well, until next week,
1: everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.